No Kevin Barker. There wasn't wasn't a whole lot of drama out there tonight, and I think we can uh, thank Alec Manoa for that. You want to talk about the doctor ordered after double header, and then a very brief appearance by Mitch White in the third game of this series. Alec Manoa comes out. Kevin Barker, eight innings, one run, three hit, five strikeouts. One walk, a lot of soft contact, retired 22 of the last 23 batters he faced. Had a bit of a wobbly first inning, but the second, third, and fourth innings found his stride. An eight-pitch third inning, a 10-pitch fourth inning. Jordan Romano comes in for the save. No surprise that uh, John Schneider would play it that way. But let's face it, I mean, Kevin, you probably could have sent the dude out there. If you really, in, in another day and age, Alec Manoa's going out there for the complete game. Yeah, well, maybe unless you you got a guy that has 30 saves in the in the bullpen who's right now unhittable and has that late tunneling slider like he did tonight and had the eye octane velocity elevated with two strikes. miles an hour out of the closer tonight, Yeah, Parker. no question. 100 when miles you, an hour. When you have both of those – that's an easy guy to to make a decision for you. But you talked about the first inning. Most guys that when they have bad innings, especially early in games, throw a few more pitches, give up a few more runs. You mentioned that first inning through 19 pitches. He, he faced six batters. He only gave up one run. That's the big mm. deal there. Even with his bad innings, the number of pitches, you know, for most guys would be like 24, 25, 26 pitches and give up a, a lot more runs. He just has, a, you know, an act for trying to not give up as many runs and, and just give himself a chance to get past that one bad inning to find his mechanics. And then after that, I just watched him on the TV there talking to a rash and the first thing out of his mouth was that the bullpen needed a rest and that sort of explained you know if you're going into that game and you're thinking about how do I go deep in a game and how do I be efficient enough to do that and obviously not throw as many pitches that will allow me to go deeper in games well he threw more or four seems to do more sinkers he only had four sliders thrown Jeff in the first four innings now that's a you know you start looking at that you know he's facing six lefties in the lineup you would think you faced a team before you may not want to throw sliders to be able to pull baseballs to hit home runs that way if they're going to beat you make them beat you the other way so he's sort of killing a couple of birds with one stone there right by throwing the, the the fastball arm side by throwing the sinker arm side not showing them the slider until the fifth inning he like I said he only threw four through the first four innings he threw seven. In the fifth inning, he threw 17 in total. So he was doing enough of the slider to show it to him. He threw nine change-ups. That, that would, you know, he threw enough of those to take the sting out of the bat. But it was the the arm side velocity on the four-seamer, the movement on the sinker arm side. When you can do those two things, you can be efficient by throwing strike one. What did he He faced 28 batters. He threw 16 strike ones. Left-handers, Jeff, tonight, I told you he faced six of those. They were two for 17 with a walk. Like, And I talk about the leadoff hitter. The leadoff hitter for his starter is a big deal because as a starter, especially if you're Alec Manoa, you want to go deep in games. you got to get that first guy. Guess what leadoff hitters were, Jeff? 0 for 8 tonight. So just a total domination of that little sentence that he started the conversation with a rash the bullpen needed a rest that sort of explains exactly all the things that I just mentioned there of how he was trying to do it and he went out there and done it and and, and Kevin one of the things you talked about earlier in the year with Alec Manoa was when teams load up their lineups with left-handed hitters for him which is what teams have done 
he had to become more dominant on the arm side. And basically, this is the template, isn't it? This is the template for him against teams that 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 stack their lineup with left-handed guys. It is. Well, you got to be good with that arm side. You got to throw enough strikes with it. You got to have enough movement with the two seamer. That two seamer has gi- given him a different weapon to go to. That takes the sting out of it. That's why, you know, the strikeouts have went down with him, but that's not the thing here. He's trying to go deeper in games. He wants to give up less runs. He wants to take the sting out of the bat by adding the sinker, the elevated four seamer. He's got some velocity, a little sneaky heater that he's got. He doesn't throw it 100 miles an hour. I mean, he's averaging about 95 with it, but it's just good enough. It's sneaky enough that and it's located well enough that when he throws it as much as he throws it you just can't hit it and then he throws enough of the sliders like I mentioned the 17 and oh by the way if you can continue to throw that little 86 87 mile an hour change up the arm speed was good the location was good when he missed with it which is sort of the most important thing he missed off the plate he didn't miss down the middle Look, you know, is staring at the other team the night before exactly what Alec Manoa needed I'm not sure but I'll tell you this Oh, by the way, I didn't mention this too, Jeff. He's all of a sudden now went to pitchcom all the time, which will make it a little tougher for, you know, you face these teams a lot. You just don't want to take any chances whatsoever of maybe somebody tipping a pitch. All of a sudden he's starting to go to pitchcom. I mean, I, you just sort of run out of things to say about Alec Manoa. Like, he just goes out there, does his job. He comes out to the game, and he says, you know, I wanted to give my bullpen a rest. <laughs> I mean, it's simple approach. He goes out there and executes it, gives his team a chance to win most of the time. It's it's special to watch. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590, is the text line. The Jays, they are 16 games over 500. That matches their season high. Got a little bit of help today in the wild card race. The Chicago White Sox beat the Seattle Mariners. Tampa, well, we'll go through the standings later on. Tampa, of course, being Tampa, isn't going to bother giving the Jays any help. The Jays have the night off, or they have the day off tomorrow. They open a three-game series against the Texas Rangers. A little bit of news going into the game. Teoscar Hernandez has been put on the paternity list, so he will miss uh, he will miss the next game in Texas. I believe John Schneider said he expects him back Saturday. Zach Pop was called up. Gabriel Moreno was called up as well. Mitch White sent down to AAA. And I, I guess if there's a negative out of this game, Kevin, it's got to be the injury Lourdes Gurriel Jr. sustained uh, at first base. The Jays reported he left the game with discomfort in his left hamstring. I don't know about you, Kevin, but an outfield of Jackie Bradley Jr., Rymel Tapia, and Whit Merrifield, you don't want to be running that out there for four or five days. We, you got to keep your fingers crossed here that Lourdes Gurriel Jr. gets back and gets healthy because uh, right now with George Springer not being able to play every day in the outfield, there's a little bit, a little bit of a conundrum there. Well, yeah, Schneider. I mean, well, you give him credit. He was hustling down the line. He stayed out of the double play. You know, gave him a run. It gave him a chance to to have a big inning. They didn't. I'm with you. You know, it's it's a it's a tough watch when Teoscar's not in right field and Lourdes is not in left field. But look, this is why you try and bring in some veteran guys that when some guys go down that you count on every day. You sort of fill in the blanks. And you know, Whit Merrifield for me sometimes looks like he's swinging underwater. He's having a bad season, right? He's not mm-hmm. hitting the fastball. He looks really bad on off speed pitches out in front that will tell you he's trying to generate a little bit more bat speed he's trying to get it going from the hip a lot of the times whenever it looks like a strike and it ends up a ball you you see what the swings look like so yeah i'm with you hopefully nothing happens the day off is probably a perfect 
time for Loris now to just go and get as much stuff that he needs to get done to that leg and hopefully comes back. And it's about pitching for me. Jeff, when they pitch the way they're pitching, they look like one of the best teams in baseball. And I said this to you for the last couple of weeks, and I'll continue to say it. It's about pitching, pitching, and more pitching. We've seen the lineup. Like, I think Vladdy now is what Vladdy is, right? It's ground balls. It's, you know, if, if he can get the hip turn that he needs and get the barrel to it, He'll hit it hard. If he doesn't, it's ground ball to third. It's ground ball to shortstop. He's inside out in baseballs with runners on third to hit a ground ball to second. I mean, have you seen Buddy do that? I haven't. No. So, no. I just think for me it's – and John Snyder sort of seeing exactly what I'm seeing, and it's about the guy standing on the mound. And if they can do that with the bullpen that they have, with the closers that they have, look, and the defense that they're playing all of a sudden. Yeah. They're, they're kind of in – team. I mean, let's face it, you're – and I don't want to make this sound dramatic, but you're almost in survival mode with Flatty right now. You're almost in survival mode with him. We, we've talked about it. You don't, you don't look. The bottom line is the bottom line in these games, and that's winning games. And if Flatty goes 0 for 4 and you win 3 nothing, that's fine. That's a good night. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think at this point, Vladdy is what he is this year. We talked about this earlier with Bo, though. We said, what if it's just a bad year for Bo? It happens, mm-hmm. right? What's Bo done recently? He's kind of flipped that script on its head, hasn't he? He's raised his batting average something like 21 points over over 18 days, which is not easy to do. And, you know, maybe that's what happens here. Maybe Vladdy has, has what Bo – or Vladdy does what Bo does, but he starts it next week or whatever. But that's yeah. that's – that's kind of where we are with these guys. Well, I right mean, now. if you're a Jays fan, you're crossing your fingers. I mean, he's probably going to end up with 30 homers and 90 ribbies. Is that a bad season? I'm not sure. I just know the, the totality. It's not an MVP the, season. Absolutely not. That's sort of what we expected he would give you. But you could just tell, right, his first at bat, a 1-0 slider that was down, down, he hits the shortstop. Like, he's out in front, the fanny's flying backwards, he's all hands. His second at bat, it's a it's a 1-2-4 seamer that, that he hits the ground ball to short. Like, it's just a consistent, no matter what the pitch is, for whatever reason, he just is not connected lower half to his upper half, and... The front foot's not getting down on time and the the hip rotation and all the things that Vladdy does well is just not happening. And fingers crossed that if you're a Blue Jays fan, he gets it going here sooner than later. 416-870-0590, star 591 Yes, we will talk about Vladdy's great defensive play with my friend Kevin Barker, mm. even though Kevin says he could not make that play. We'll tell you why Kevin couldn't make that play when we on the other side of the break. But right now I want to go to the phone lines. John from Thornhill, you want to talk about Alec Manoa, no surprise. Alec Manoa, very much the story tonight. Yeah, how you guys doing? It was great to, great to talk to you again. I just noticed with uh, Manoa, beyond the obvious, um, the obvious uh, impressive results, he's like, uh, well, I had two comparisons. He's like, on one hand, he's the anti-Yusei Kikuchi, not just in terms of, you know, uh, earned run average or what have you, but whereas Kikuchi uh, has an incredible stuff, and he'll run into some trouble and frequently melt down. He just can't get himself out of uh, the emotional turmoil of the of the inning. Manoa frequently, frequently has a, a little bit of a struggle in the first inning. You know, walks a few people, gives up a few hits, but almost always gets stronger and stronger mm-hmm. as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. such an incredible thing to see from a guy in his first full season in the majors to just, he, he's just so mentally, he's got good stuff, but not incredible stuff, but really good stuff, but just, incredibly tough-minded and he will not let people you know he will not let people get one over uh, players get one over on him 
uh, I kind of compare him in terms of saying, you know, the good but not great stuff. You know, we've all, uh, us heterosexual males, we've been around in, a, when we, in, a, in our single days, and there's women who are good-looking, but they're even sexier than they are good-looking. That's how oh, I can't... for you. <laughs> uh, I, I guess. Uh, yeah, I appreciate the call. I don't... I mean, look, we're running out of clearly we're running out of adjectives to describe the Halleck Manoa if we're if we're if we're going down if we're going down that road. But uh, listen, what I like tonight, I got back to this same thing I said at the start of the show. It's just no drama. Just took the ball, went out and shoved. Yeah, that's all. No drama. Wasn't huffing and puffing around the mound. Uh, you know, uh, Tabby and, and, and Dan talked about it. There were a couple of times he came out of his delivery a little bit and overthrowed, but he, but yeah, you know, minor. Self-corrected. 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 Mm-hmm. We didn't see the pawing at the dirt, anything like that. Uh, he didn't glare at anybody. He was a, I'll tell you what, man, he, he just diffused everything tonight. You know, what he, he did. did tonight. He put the house in order, Kevin. He put the house in order, setting it up for the off day. Going into Texas now. Yes, the Jays are going to have a bullpen day in Texas, but Alec Manoa set the house in order. They won the game, got his guys in in and off the field quickly. <laughs> no drama. Didn't throw at anybody. I mean, none of that stuff. None of that stuff. I don't even think, frankly, he was that intimidating tonight, Kevin. He was a professional pitcher tonight. He went out and said, my job tonight is to get this sucker over with as soon as I can, keep the bullpen at bay, it's exactly what it, exactly what Alec Manoa did. There 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 will be a time when Alec Manoa can go mano a mano with people and 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 be the you know be the guy we quite often see. Tonight just called for an efficient job, an efficient professional job from Alec Manoa. And in a lot of ways, Kevin, in a lot of ways, this was one of his most impressive performances this year in terms of doing exactly what he needed to do and exactly what his team needed him to do. Very, very unselfish night. Not a lot of strikeouts, five strikeouts. This, to me, was a real, I wouldn't say a step forward for Alec Manoa because I don't think he needed to take a step forward, but this was this was something you expect from a dude who's been in the majors three or four years, maybe no, five no, years. This is no what qu- you expect from him. No question. He faced 28 batters. He only had four three-ball counts. He only gave up two two strike hits, which that has been an issue, right? The two strike mm-hmm. hits, how do you put guys away? And I just think the two-seamer to a lefty, he threw enough of the changeup to you have to honor that. He threw enough of those for strikes. The slider, again, he threw only threw 17 of them, but when he threw them, they, he threw them with purpose. You know, he stole the strike with them. He would back foot it to a lefty. And lefties coming into the game were hitting 252 off him. I said this to start the show lefties tonight were two for 17 with a walk right right there for me is the game you got to figure out some way to get out the leadoff hitter and then figure out a way to get those lefties out and i think it was that that was that was that two seamer that was the four seamer that was a little elevated the arm side he was outstanding steven hamilton what's up steve how's life in the hammer tonight wow i know how life is in the hammer tonight i'm here anyhow go ahead just finished getting off a roof having a beer um, there you go. Thank you for getting me in the lineup. Just I hang appreciate on. it. Hang on for a minute. You were on the roof at night? Um, yeah, I have, we're in the north end, I had a neighbor, an Italian lady needed a roof, and they wanted twelve grand. and me and my buddy hooked her up. We got yeah. a roof on it. Mark, that's why I love Hamilton. 
Oh, That's I why it, I love it, Hamilton. The North End is a great place for stuff like this. You know, we did it for five grand. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, you know, well, good for you. Yeah. You know what? I may want to talk to you off the air, my friend. Just <laughs> anyhow, uh, anyhow, go ahead. Go it's ahead. Thanks for your love. patience. It's a labor of love. Um, yeah, you know, this is setting up real good for Baltimore. Um, a day off and uh, three in Texas. For Texas, you mean? Yeah. Well, Texas first, and I, th- I think we. Uh, uh, we, we we got a bullpen day there, obviously, like mm-hmm. you said there. But uh, I, I'm on the same mantra I've been on all year. This team hasn't really hit its full stride, and uh, I think September is going to be good. It's all going to be in Tampa with those yep. five games, and um, we're playing for a wild card. I think we all know that all year, and I'm, I'm kind of happy to see Moreno come up, but I'm worried about using the options up. I'd like to keep that guy, but uh, what I'm thinking well, he's going to. Uh, what I what I wanted to get at was um yep. with 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 Manoa tonight. Um, how how does this, how, what do you think about this team like as a playoff team when when we we could send mm-hmm. him out there twice in a short series? You know how how if we did take that wild card game, and I think this might be our year. How how we look as a tournament team? And, yeah, uh, you know appreciate the call, Steve. All right, thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, Kevin. I mean, it's. It kind of raised the question, right? We always talked about this. Who do you go with in game one? To me, that question's been answered. I, the only way it would have Has been it? Kevin Gossman. Well, the only way it would have been. It, you know, it's going to depend on what they need to do in Baltimore, right? It's going to need on what. Sure. It's going to depend on what that final series in Baltimore looks like. Mm-hmm. This is nice right now. If you've got a four-and-a-half game lead going into that final series over the Orioles, you can play around with some things. You know, the only thing I, I would – and I almost feel silly saying this because Alec Manoa appears to be defying this right now. Got to remember the innings are adding up with this guy. And I don't know if I want to get too fancy with him. I, I, I like Gosman. You know, I, I like Barrios. I think you're okay if you can keep those three guys, you know, if you can keep those three guys in order. Um, but I just, I don't want to get too fancy I don't want to get too fancy with Alec Manoa. I don't. I don't want to outthink myself with Alec Manoa. I still think Kevin. This is just me. There's going to have to be a, a time down the stretch here where maybe you bake an extra day in for this guy someplace. I don't pretend to know how that's going to happen. I know you got the double header against Tampa. Again, if you can render those final those final three games in Baltimore meaningless, then you can do that. Then you can maybe figure out a way to give him a blow. Yeah, well, look, I, I think we're the only ones talking about that. I don't think the Blue Jays organization, I don't think Alec Manoa is talking about it. I don't think he cares about the innings. I think he's going to take the ball at least every fifth day. Maybe if they have a day off and it'll give him an extra day, yeah, I'm with you. You can work it in that way. But, I look, I think the way he uses his pitches, like, again, you know, he didn't abuse his slider. That will help mm-hmm. him. You know, the, the, the finish on the two-seamer, the finish on the four-seamer, the velocity will tell you that, you know, mechanically he can self correct i've been saying this to you forever the quicker guys learn how to self-correct on the mound at the plate in the field the longer they'll be in the big leagues and alec manoa just seems to be able you saw him he'd spin out a couple of times he'd walk back to the to the 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 mound he'd look down he knew exactly how to fix it he wouldn't do it again like that's how a elite pitcher figures things out to be able to get it back on track and be able to throw it where he wants it to go and this is exactly what he's doing. I just think they have a, a great game plan. I, again, I get back to that thing with the rash right after the game when I was listening before we came on this show. And the first thing out of his mouth was the bullpen needed a rest. Like, for him to say that, the age that he is, and be able to go out and do what he did with the pitches that he did it with, that's something special, man. Aaron in Toronto. 
What's up, Aaron? Hey, you know what, Jeff? I almost want you to put your money where your neck is. And I'm like, if Kikuchi can get one more win this year, I want you to get a neck tattoo. Of a blue why on earth would I? Why on earth would I risk anything for you? You say Kikuchi? Well, because we have faith in our team, Jeff. Like, but no, I'm not gonna ask. I think you should five. do that, gotta, Jeff. Yeah, I, yeah, forward, that's right. Be, it's good. Sixty-two-year-old men should be running out getting neck tattoos. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> if anyone should, it's you. Brother. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Um, but no, who's our number five? That's what I gotta ask. Like we're moving forward. We've got as many games as we do. Who's number five? And how many wins do we need to get to where we're going? Appreciate the call. I don't think it matters who the number five is. I think the number five guy right now is Johnny Allstaff, Kevin. I don't know how yeah. you feel about it, but that's that's kind of the way I would look at it. Uh, you've got. So you're saying nobody cares who's the fifth guy? That's what you're saying? No, I'm I, I'm I'm saying that basically you're going to be cutting and pasting when that spot comes up. And it, it sounds like it's going yeah. to be more of a bullpen day than it yep. is an actual starter. I think yes. to your point, and because they have four guys, four guys that they trusted every time they take the ball, they're going to do things that they think they can win that baseball game. And then the fifth game, they'll worry about that when the fifth game rolls around. I, yeah, look, it's Mitch White. Do you give him another start? You know, I think it depends on who the, who he's throwing it against. Right? It's you got to be yeah, real careful. I mean, you got to be careful about who you're giving the ball to, especially where you're at in the standings. And every single one of these games matter. And you know, I, I don't know if Mitch White is, oozes confidence to going out there and being unpredictable about throwing a breaking ball and a changeup when he wants to and, you know, to a good hitter. What's he What's he throw a guy with two strikes? I, it's, I just don't know right now if they're able to do that. So I would think that's why you're here in the bullpen game in Texas. They'll figure it out that way. But, again, this gets back to, Jeff, whenever – Occasionally, you need other parts of your game to step it up. This is where I get back to that offense needs to, you know, sort of have better at bats. And and again, I, I hate to put all the weight on one guy's shoulders, but Vladdy needs to have better at bats. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't think a lot of people do. Right, the spinning off the baseball and hitting all these ground balls to the second baseman, shortstop, third baseman, whatever it is, you would think at least down the stretch here, make a little bit of an adjustment, try and hit more line drives, hit the center of the baseball, and you will be Vladdy that we all love. So hopefully he does that and they can win a bunch of baseball games. Vladdy did, however, turn in a real good defensive play tonight. We're going to talk about it on the other side of the break. 4-1, the Jays beat the Orioles. They've taken three of four from the Orioles, four and a half up. High water mark this year, 16 games over 500. They'll try to go 17 games over Friday when they start a three-game series in Texas. Back with more Blue Jays talk on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. And now the Bet365 standings update. Just download the app and see for yourself why Bet365 is the world's favorite sportsbook, 19+. plus. Play responsibly, Ontario only. The New York Yankees are in the middle of sweeping. A doubleheader from the Minnesota Twins. Twins can't beat the Yankees, man. No chance. Uh, Yankees are up 4-1 in the second game of that series. Uh, of that doubleheader elsewhere, the Cleveland Guardians are holding a one nothing lead over Kansas City. Ho-hum, stop me if you heard this before, the Tampa Bay Rays have won again one nothing over the Boston Red Sox and the Chicago White Sox have helped the uh, Blue Jays tonight a 9-6 win over the Seattle Mariners. So, 
Having said that, these are the wild card standings. The Tampa Bay Rays, 77-58. They're a game and a half up on the Jays. Seattle, 77-60. and 60. They've got a half-game lead in the Jays. They and the Jays both have 60 losses. The Jays have one fewer win, 76, hence the, the Mariners have played an extra game. Jays are two games behind the Tampa Bay Rays in the loss column. Most importantly, from a Blue Jays' point of view, the Baltimore Orioles are now five back of the Jays in the loss column, four and a half back in the wild card race. The Minnesota Twins, they're seven back in the wild card race. The Chicago White Sox, seven and a half back. The Twins are six back of the Jays in the loss column. Chicago's eight back. So essentially what I'm saying here is the wild card, the way I see it right now, Tampa, Seattle, and Toronto will be the wild card teams. The only thing that could upend this is for Baltimore to get in there somehow. Uh, And one of Cleveland, Minnesota, and Chicago is going to go to the postseason as uh, the Central Division champion. Kevin, I don't think there's any way Minnesota or Chicago squeeze into that wild card spot. Not at this stage. And uh, so that would mean that Tampa, Seattle, and Toronto will be vying for home field advantage uh, in the wild card. Although you could get into the question as to what would be better. Would it be better to play Tampa or would it be better to play the Cleveland Guardians? Well, I mean, if if uh, if Tampa keeps hitting homers, I'm mm. going to say it would better be better. And they got they got some of that. The Guardians. They got some of that funky Tampa magic happening again. We you've noticed that the past couple of days they've been getting some they've been getting some stuff happening that happens when the Rays win that nobody else seems to uh, nobody else seems to ever have happened to them. Kevin, let's talk about the defensive play uh, tonight. The play of the game, defensive play of the game, third inning. Adley Rutschman, who had kind of an interesting night tonight, hits a ball to Vladdy Jr. Vladdy catches it, makes a behind. Uh, Dan described it perfectly. It, it it wasn't like a quarterback leading a receiver. This was a behind the back pass. This is like this is like somebody passing to a point guard behind their back, cutting to the hoop. It was a remarkable play. Even Alec Manoa, you could tell the uh, he called it. That was bleeping sick. You could tell him say that to Vladdy at the end. Talk to me about that play. You played first base. You couldn't make that play, could you? No, well, because I was left-handed, it'd be impossible exactly. for me to flip it behind my back on a, on a trying to lead a pitcher going to the first base back. So no, I I've, I've flipped my with my glove before, you know, I have done that to a to a you know trying to mm-hmm. lead a pitcher to a bag, but it, but it's look, it's first of all the communication factor is huge there. Vladdy calling Alec off so he doesn't run after the baseball, so now he can straighten his line out and get to the bag is a big deal because you got to look for the bag. You got to line up your feet to where you're stepping at it the right way. And Vladdy, look, when the pitcher runs by you and you're in front or ahead of the pitcher, there's no other way to do it other than flip it behind your back like that. And that's instinctual. Like you just do it just be, to be doing it. You're not going to practice that at any time. It's a really good play. I think that's. What makes the play is you don't think about it because if you did, you probably it probably wouldn't work. You just, but for me, I sort of like two big giant humans communicating so well <laughs> that it made the play look like it was supposed to look. And Vladdy just put a little icing on the cake and made it a little sexier by the way he finished it. Uh, there was yeah. a lot of there was a lot of body size involved Oof. in that play. Rushman, Manoa, and Guerrero. Those are nice. some. Those are big some ones. big fellas. Those are some big ones. Those are no absolutely question. some beings. Russ in New Jersey, take us home, my friend. Oh, sorry, wrong uh, call here. Ricky from Brandon, take us home, Ricky. 
Hey guys, uh, listen to you every day. You guys make the uh, the work day go by a little quicker, so I appreciate that a lot. But um, I wanted to talk to you guys about the Merrifield trade and how it kind of affected the rest of the trade deadline for the Jays. And um, hindsight 2020, but I'm wondering if the Jays still make that Merrifield trade even after knowing that they can get um, Jackie Bradley Jr. signed and on the team. Boy, thanks for the question. I mean, it's me. I don't think they do. <laughs> that's that's just me. I Look, the Whit Merrifield thing, again, if Whit Merrifield hit left-handed, I could see it. I, that, to me, is an example. They clearly had a plan A that didn't work out. They decided to go to plan B. Yeah, I, I don't know if the, the cost necessarily is, Kevin, is all that prohibitive. But I, I will say this. And I'm not, I know it drives people around the Blue Jays nuts when I mention Alex Anthopoulos, but I'm going to do this. One of the things Alex Anthopoulos talked about when you make an addition at the deadline, you better get a guy that your manager wants to put in the lineup. And it better be a guy who's playing really well at the time you make the move. Now, Whit Merrifield, I think, was okay at that time that deal was made, but he was not having a good year overall. I, you know, to me, it's. That does Whit Merrifield bring anything extra to this team? Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I, I'm not. I certain. think. I think you're skirting it. I think it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I'm with you. If it's a left-handed bat and he brings something that was hot when he came over here, absolutely. But the depth of their rotation is not real good, Jeff. And yeah. they're trying to figure out that five hole or that five spot. So yeah, they could use all the quality stuff they could they could muster right now. 4-1, the Blue Jays have beaten the Orioles. They've taken three of four games. They've got tomorrow off. They'll get back at it against the Texas Rangers Friday with the first of three games. Mr. Barker and myself will get back at it tomorrow with Blair and Barker from 10 to noon Eastern. Have a great night.